0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: It's your turn to cause trouble. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com.
2: Go! I! A! Oh, yeah! Oh, yeah. I'm going all in.
1: Go! I! A! Oh, yeah! Okay. I'm going all righty, 12.06 back on the fan. This is the Tiki and Tierney Show. What's going on, everybody? We'll get back to these calls, obviously. Everybody's revved up. 877-337-66 is our number. Inside of our Town Fair Tire studio, our friends at Town Fair, you that you always get guaranteed lowest price on name brand tires from Connecticut to Maine. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. Stevie Cohen. Here's what I'm all in on now. Stevie Cohen is the absolute most dangerous type of bully because he is an unapologetic bully he is a brazen bully and he is a deep pocketed bully and it's funny because you take a look at him you know when he comes and just almost seems uh, what's like a? I don't want to see that this, this is gonna come off wrong um like this this presence that is that is fairly innocuous, like you know, the glasses, like he's not here to hurt anybody. Yeah, he's just just kind of blended in.. <laughs> Stevie Cohen, from the moment that he purchased the New York Mets, I mean, this guy's got weapons in every conceivable pocket, and he is not afraid to bust them out, even if it's 3 in the morning, to take a player who is basically already signed an inch away from signing uh, and an hour away from being introduced, in essence, and and relocating him to his stadium. It is an awesome thing for the Mets. I think it's an awesome thing for the Yankees. If you want to tell me, nah, it's not going to be fuel for Hal, I'm going to tell you, you're wrong. Now, I will say this. It might not be immediate fuel for how, but what will happen, all right? If the Yankees don't do anything else and they go into next season, obviously it's awesome the judges back the captain. Everybody loves 99. Much respect the man. You got Rodon, the makings of the best rotation in baseball. But if the Yankees don't do much else, you know, and you got banged up DJ and a banged up Hicks and a, basically a done Josh Donaldson and the young kids aren't popping and Rizzo's back flares up and the catchers hit 220 and the Yankees go nowhere, I'm going to tell you what's going to start happening. And this has not been a possibility for a long time. You know the young baseball fan that's fairly impressionable? Not I don't mean the guy, or the kid, pardon me, who's grown up in one of the boroughs whose mom or dad or uncle or brother is a raving lunatic Yankee or Met fan. I mean the young boy or girl who doesn't have a lot of team guidance at home. If the Yankees aren't careful for the first time, in my lifetime, maybe the the, the mid eighties was different, but the Yankees at least still had Mattingly and the remnants of the championships in the seventies. Right? The Yankees aren't careful; they're going to lose those who have yet to declare a team to to the Mets. Well, it doesn't I mean it doesn't? And they'll almost, know that it almost
3: doesn't even matter.
1: Well, it Cohen, matters to me.
3: Stevie Cohen is declaring he is the he is the the owner with the money in the town, and he's going to spend it. Look, I'm all in on on Carlos Correa's agent Scott Boris being gangster when it comes to the New York uh, the San Francisco Giants now this is coming from Susan Slusser who is a San Francisco Chronicle beat writer for the New York Giants and also an insider for KNBR out in San Francisco apparently there's an old injury that Carlos Correa had pre-MLB days that Giants executives had a little bit of issue with not the doctors the executives had a little bit of an issue with so they canceled the press conference Scott Borsch didn't hear from the Giants for 12 hours so in that void, he reached out to Stevie Cohen, and Stevie Cohen and Billy Epler got a deal done stealing Carlos Correa from right under the Giants' nose, who still wanted to do a deal. They just wanted to postpone it a little bit. Uh, stole Carlos Correa to solidify what could be the greatest infield in Major League Baseball this season. Carlos Correa will move up the third, obviously, for Francisco Lindor. It's short, and they have experience doing this because they played the World Baseball Classic together in Puerto Rico. So this is, this is awesome. For Mets fans, it's awesome for, I think, uh, the NL East and the the arms race that is happening. And it finally feels like it's not just one or two moneyed owners who are going to spend money. It's baseball, uh, fully healthy, financially healthy after 2 years removed and soon to be 3 years removed from the pandemic, the money's raking in with the new CBA. There's new streams of 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 revenue and viewership and baseball's healthy, man, and the smart owners are spending money to make money. So hats off to Stevie Cohen, more importantly hats off to Scott Boris for getting his guy to a place where he's going to be celebrated if he's the star everybody expects him to be.
1: Yeah, Boris still annoys me, but I got you. 87 he more the hell out of me, but I <laughs> wish he was my age. I know, I know. 877 337 6666 is our number. Certainly a unique day. Oh, before we get back to these calls, let me just let you guys know we usually have Carl Banks today uh, based on the Yankee press conference with the Judge stuff and now the Correa stuff. Uh, we're going to push Carl back. So we won't chat with Carl today. We'll get him either tomorrow or Friday as the uh, G Men rev up uh, for the Vikings. Let's get back to the phone. Steve, take yep, let's it away, get brother.
3: Phil, who is in River Edge. Phil, welcome back to the
4: fan, man. Hey, guys. How are we doing? Hmm. Listen, joy in Mudville. When I woke up this morning to see Correa signed, I couldn't believe it. And I'm going to tell you something. Every sports fan occasionally daydreams about having Cohen type of money, which we'll never have. But if we did, to go buy our favorite team and load it up with the best players money could buy. Stevie Cohen, we love him because he's a fan first even before an owner. He is a legitimate Mets fan, Mm -hmm. and we love this guy.
3: Yeah, no, I get the sense that he actually listens to Twitter, and he listens to, you know, what people suggest, and he goes to Billy Epler and says, hey, you know, Billy, I saw this, you know, retweeted 50,000 times. you think this is an idea that we should explore? Well, you know what? If we have the money, we could explore it. Well, we have the money. Let's explore it. That's what I feel like when Stevie Cohen gets any kind of potential – Opportunity is going to cost a little bit of money. It's it's awesome. He's a fan.
4: He's a fan. And we knew, he knew, we were a bad away from contending with these big boys in the National League East. Yeah. We now, we may not be the number one team in the East, but damn, I'll go to war with them right now with this lineup and pitching. Well,
3: I got to tell you, you throw in, and appreciate your call, Phil. You throw in that latter half, the second thing you said. The lineup is one thing, but the pitching staff, if they're healthy, with Scherzer and Verlander and and um, uh, Quinta- uh, who knows who else did they sign? Um, Quintana. The Quintana is one. I'm forgetting the the Japanese. Uh, Senga. Senga. I mean, they have this good a rotation. You got McGill. You got
1: Peterson. Yeah. They've got as much depth as anybody in baseball.
3: No, you're right. So, I mean, I forget, you know, the lineup. It's the complete team feels like the best team in the East, maybe in the in, in the NL. It,
1: it, it's up there, but they need it. Think about what we've been talking about. I mean, even as recently as yesterday, I brought Hoff on the show, and I'm like – all right, Hoff, you know, we, we know that J.D. Mardina has signed the one-year $10 million deal with the Dodgers and Abreu with the White Sox formally signed like on the first or second day in free agency. He left, so where is that outfield stick? Where is that thump coming? I mean, here he you go. I mean, so you, I mean, third base is a hundred times better and you've just got, you, you've got the chance to, like this is a team now that I look at and I say, all right, they are without a doubt on the short list to get to and win a World Series. But now comes the other part of the equation. You get knocked out in the first round, you get buried. You get knocked out in the second round, you get crushed. And this is now, you're going to see the different level uh, of scrutiny. And I know that Met fans welcome this. I'm not saying that you're afraid of it. I know that you embrace this. But with moves like this, power moves like this, if you don't get to the World Series, you get crushed. That's the fate of the Yankees, and that is now your fate. And it's about time that you're playing on that level. Yeah. Here we go. I mean,
3: I just you just think of the the lineup right now. It's you start with Nemo, then you'd probably put Lindor, Correa.
1: I put McNeil too. Yeah, I would yeah. go. I would go Nemo one. I would go uh, myself. Mc uh, Listen, batting champions got about second. Don't yeah. give me these batting sick. No, McNeil two. Uh, I will go probably Lindor three. I'll go PD four. I'll go Correa five. I'll go Marte six, and then whatever other variation. One of the kids, hopefully Alvarez seven, mm-hmm. and then Orcada. Uh, but you've got options. Yeah, now and,
3: and I think that's the big thing. If the, the Mets right now, from, from a daily lineup, have options that you that you're going to throw out, and it could be it could vary, and it's never going to feel weaker than the previous one. They're, they're always going to feel like they're solid lineups. Because there's on-base guys, there's guys that can hit uh, for power, guys that are gonna in runs. The, the Mets are set from their position, from their lineup position uh, situation, to be dangerous. 162 out of 162 games, assuming health. Don't disagree. Let's get to Rich, who's in Springfield, New Jersey. Rich, welcome to the fans. What's
2: up, Richie? Hi guys, um, you know, and and uh, you guys uh, shed some light on my my original question was wasn't anyone talking about why San Fran you know held up on the deal with Correa because of the potential possible uh, you know injury type of thing and my but still since you shed light on it but still my question is you know they were ready to offer you know Aaron Judge forty mil plus at age thirty nine forty years old so they were kind of liberal in their thinking of paying. Uh, you know, worried about a, an athlete's health later on in his career because they wanted to win now. But they held up that car, you know signing Correa because they felt concerned about this possible health issue. Isn't anyone concerned about it? And maybe the Yankees had some insight on that as well, and that's why they didn't you know go after him. No, no Well, let's as, let's
1: uh, get one, let's get one thing straight. I think your first point is is is, is certainly valid, and, and we're going to explore that a little bit more in a moment, but. Do not let the Yankees off the hook there. And, you know, I'm a Yankee fan, but we gotta keep it the way it needs to be kept. The reason why the Yankees were not able to go or chose not to really go after Correa is because of the dopey moves they made last season, which precluded them last <laughs> offseason. Which precluded them no monetarily from going after no Carlos Correa, like Donaldson at twenty five no million dollars.
3: Yeah, no, that's the bigger thing. And,
1: and, it, uh, from an injury
3: and, standpoint, I mean I think the Giants I, I think the Giants took a step back and said, I know everybody's spending money, but let's take a step back and see what we're doing. The Padres are going to be... I mean, they're going to be rough, especially after Tatis comes back for a lot of years, right? Not unless he goes to the Bronx. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. true, but I mean, if... Okay, Why trade uh-huh. for him if you're going to just let him bounce in a little it doesn't make sense even though Manny Machado says he's going to opt out after this year let's assume that you know the Padres are going to be good the Dodgers mm-hmm. are always going to be uh, going to be good i think the Giants looked at themselves and said are we really com- ready to compete and pay this guy you know, $350 million over the next however many years, 10 years, 11 years.
1: I think it was 13.
3: Yeah, yeah so point. 13. The answer, they probably had cold feet, to be honest with you. I appreciate your call, Rich. They probably had some cold feet, which created an opportunity. Boris got back on the phone and, and got a deal done, I mean, immediately. It, looks like it took less than a day to work out this deal with the Mets, unless they had already had some preliminary conversations. But you go back and you try to look at some of – Carlos Correa's injuries. So last year, it was a little bit of COVID um, and a finger. So he got hit by a pitch and so he had a finger injury. The year before, it was COVID. Um, But 19 is where you have little concerns only because that's a back injury. And I mean, who knows what that means? I I got a back injury. You got like a a slip disc. You got, you know, like, some muscular pain you got. Oh, do you boy, have like, spinal stenosis, yeah, like, like David No, like, I do wh- what, what, what does that even mean? Yeah, yeah. And so it's it's hard, but it hasn't bothered like the back hasn't bothered him in three years. Uh, but apparently, and again, I said this uh, before. This was according to Susan Slusser, who is KNBR's MLB yeah, she's insider. She is she's outstanding. She says that this issue was something that was pre his MLB days. So maybe in the minors, who knows, maybe it was in a mm-hmm. don't know. But pre-MLB days that caused some of those executives to pause on this major commitment to Carlos Correa. Now I can only speculate BT. Yeah. But if if it was me, it's probably back related. That's why I brought up the back. Right? If it's something that happened, you know, when he was 22 years old, you know, before he got into the major leagues, even though I think he might have been in it at at that point. But whatever. was. So so it was 19 years old. He had a major back injury, and kind of nobody's talked about it. But then it flared in 19 and 20, and, you know, it kind of disappeared. They probably just had some concerns. And, you know, good for Scott Boris for getting a deal done with the Mets and and then not having to worry about it. But um, I'm not overly worried about it. He's been too good for too many years to say something that affected
1: him when he was 19 years old is going to be the, the reason not to sign him. He came up – yeah, he was 20 when he came up back, and I think that would have been 2015. Yeah, I mean, listen, he's had some things on his resume. So has Aaron Judge. Some mm-hmm. we've contextualized, and some worry you, and some are uh, far more circumstantial. Listen, he's a terrific player. And the other thing you get with Correa, everybody's – and I get it. You know, we're going to push this thing. All right, well, what's going to happen to the playoffs? Going to get Mets going to get to the World Series. But the other thing that you get – With the 79 playoff games that Correa has played, with almost 350 plate appearances in October, you know, a late-season trip down to Atlanta, a late-season homestand against Philly, battling for the divisional title, this guy's butt's not going to get tight. It's not. No, he's not. And how how many other Mets have played playoff games? Go around the diamond. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So when when they went down to Atlanta last year and their pitchers couldn't keep the ball in the ballpark and they couldn't hit... I mean, w- what players on the Mets last year have any sort of postseason experience, let alone extensive experience? The answer is basically none.
3: Now now you have your 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 experienced player, much like yep. the, the Yankees have Rizzo. You have someone who's been there and done that and can experience success and talk about it in the clubhouse.
1: That's right. It is 1229 here at the Fantiki and Tierney Show. It's obviously all baseball today. Let me just slip this in. I saw it. Uh, so I, I actually thought it was pretty pretty bad when I when I saw it live. Quentin Grimes, who um, who landed on was that pool somebody's ankle last night taking a three, he went down. That that looked like that looked like a month injury the way he reacted, uh, and he came back into to play. But I just saw that he's doubtful for tonight. So uh, he has been. You want to talk about this Nick winning streak, which is now eight. During the eight-game win streak, he's averaging thirty-five minutes a game. Mm-hmm. Thirty-five minutes, and you watch him run around and fly through screens and play defense and switch and fight through picks. And no one went to go under the screen and over the screen. He has been phenomenal. Yeah,
3: he's been he's really been the difference maker because he allows this offense with Brunson and now R.J. Barrett playing good and Julius playing well, I should say, and Julius Randall doing what he's been doing all season to not have to worry about guarding the best player on the other team, right? The way that he's been locking up defensively has really
0: made this... Nick. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This team
3: very, very balanced. I mean, 98 points they gave up last night. Now, I know Steph and uh, Wiggins weren't playing, but still, yep. 98 yep. points. Absolutely. I mean, it's, 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 it's multiple times over this winning streak where they've held teams under 100 points. It's 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 it's, it's old school NBA. It's kind of awesome.
1: <laughs> it's old school mix. It's <laughs> true. And I saw that before we get back to the calls here, TK, 877-337-6666. I saw an amazing stat Uh, Last night during the game. So right now, the Knicks have the number one rated half court defense in the NBA based on the opposing team's field goal percentage. Mm. Number one.
3: Wow. Wow. That
1: is that is good. That
3: it is pretty good and their net rating overall is top 10. They're 7th right well, now. Could you try to one up with yeah. the, with the with the advanced athletes. <laughs> oh, I just looking at the uh, <laughs> looking at base <baseball laughs> basketball reference and it gives it to you yep. right in front. Let's get back to the calls BT. Yep, yep. Taylor who is in Clifton. What's up Taylor? Welcome to the fan. Hey,
2: what's going on, boys?
3: We're, We're having good. a
2: great day
3: today, aren't we? Yeah, of course, man. It's fun.
2: All right, man. So, listen, about this whole Mets and Uncle Stevie spending spree, it's our turn. It's, the, it's, the, it's our evil empire. This is what has to get done. We talked about it. I, I, when I called about a couple weeks ago, the first thing BT said after the Berlander signing was, okay, well, if you have your two top-end guys of the rotation at this later stage of their career, isn't the time now to go for it? And I swear to God, he had to have been listening because there's no way. You know what I mean? Like, there's no way that he comes out and just signs Grant. Signs, uh, like, he committed 800, $800 million to free agents this offseason. It's just, the number is astronomical. It is. The Mets are, the, the Mets are like, and, and BT said it before, they're definitely on the short list as far as making it to a World Series.
5: Yeah. No, I they think have without be.
2: A shadow be. Without a shadow of a doubt, like, if this season, like, say they go to the World Series and, like, they lose in a spectacular Game 7... Even then, I think that's still a great season because all signs point to, and I know I'm getting ahead of myself, that Shohei Otani is going to be the leader of this clubhouse after next season. But this, today, <laughs> we are it's its just a phenomenal day to be a Mets fan. It's a phenomenal day, day to be a Yankee fan. Today's just a great day to be a New York sports baseball
3: fan. Yeah, okay? no, I mean, look, the Yankees so haven't so. done anything so other than what so. we already knew they were doing. But appreciate you, Taylor, for, for making that call. They just announced Aaron Judge, which is a – Lawn's thought and sought after signing uh, for them, the guy they developed and everything else, but they still got to get better. The Yankees, and it's either going to happen because guys develop or play above where they're where they have been, or or they're just going to be sitting a really good team who gets to the postseason and can't quite get it done. The Mets, on the other hand, are 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 really going for it, and the I guess what makes it so exciting for Met fans is. You don't even we can't even conceptualize how good this could be. Like we know in our minds like what it should look like and how good it can be, but until they start playing baseball and dominating as we expect they will, you, you still don't really know what that's going to feel like when it actually happens.
1: Yeah, uh it's it's going to have an energy. That yes. ballpark's going to have an energy that Let's face it, you know, even at the end of last year, some of those late series, and I know kids were back in school mm-hmm. and it was a little chilly. I get that, but I mean, the Bennett race is the Bennett race. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is, man. You got to show up, and you know, I, I don't think it will. First of all, Shea is different than than City Field. And yeah. I, I love City, and I like Shea too. Well, the acoustics were different, much like the the old versus the new Yankee but Stadium. But City still, I like City. No, no, no. I love I love City. You know, I've been I really like City. What I'm saying though is, I don't know that you'll ever be able to go back where it sounds like a night when Dwight Gooden pitched when in '84 or '85 or even into '86 and early '87. Well, when he came back from from the rehab in '87, that's probably a sound that is just uniquely tied to the mid '80s. And I don't know you ever recreate that. But this team could get close.
3: Yeah, they you could. Th- you think about like must see ba- baseball, like every night you could. It's pro- it's potentially that, right? Because Scherzer's on the mound. Oh, Justin Verlander's on the mound. Oh, this kid, you know, Cody uh, Isinga, he's on the mound. And then if it's not, you know, going to watch someone potentially throw, you know, eight scoreless innings, it's all right. Well, you got you know Carlos Correa and Francisco Lindor and Pete Alonso. Like the names just fly at fly at you and it's 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 like the opportunity to create this lasting iconic team is is it's it's real because every player has potential to be great and that's that's what makes it fun from a viewership standpoint and a fan standpoint and if you're Stevie Cohen that's that's what you want you want people saying i got to go to the Mets game you know, I got this thing to do, but you know, I got to get to the Mets game tonight. XYZ is on, is on the mound, or XYZ is on an eight game hitting streak, or whatever mm-hmm. it may be. That that's what I feel like we're going to be talking about come Mets, you know, regular season in twenty twenty
1: three. Yeah, and listen, if you just tune in, I said to Tiki at the start. You know, just to flip this to Judge for a moment. Listen, I don't know if he's going to flirt with 500 home runs because I don't know if his body holds up for the duration of the deal. Uh, I don't know if he's going to wind up in Cooperstown someday because I'm not sure if he'll have the numbers. That's my hope. I don't know if he's going to win a championship. What I do know, what the Mets have done, is with that front rotation, their age, they're going for it. The Yankees cannot waste these next two or three years with Judge's absolute prime. And if they enter the season without one more big-boy move, then they, they. I look at it as they didn't go for it. Now, that doesn't mean you can't do something mid-season, but on paper, and we'll be out there opening day, if it's a Donaldson and a Hicks combo or one of the two or IKF, I mean, you, you can't have it, man. You've got to reward judges' faith in the franchise. And, and our faith in the franchise that now you're going to hold up your end of the bargain all the way. You brought back, Judge. Awesome. You got Rodon. Rodan, great. You need more. And if you don't know how to do it, look to Queens. Be the ball. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Welcome back to Tiki Tierney here on
3: WFAN. 877-337-6666. Lots to talk about. Obviously, the judge press conference they held today. He's named the captain. Something we kind of all suspected was going to happen should he resign. But the bigger story of the day is Stevie Cohen dishing out tons of cash all offseason long, including the latest 315 to Carlos Correa, who he steals from the San Francisco Giant, I guess it's, that's going to be our positioning, even though it probably played out different than that. Let's get back to you guys. Gary, who is in Piscataway. What's up, Gary? Welcome to the fan.
5: Hey, what's up, boys? How you doing? We're good. How are you? What's up, Gary? Uh, I, I, I hate to be the one to call and say I told you so, but a couple of months ago when the Mets were right before the Padres series, I said uh, Uncle Stevie had a five-year plan. Mm-hmm. And I know I got a little, little, you know, come back on that. But his five-year plan is not even done yet. And and what I'm talking about is we now have chips that we don't need. And who do you think we're going after next? Otani. Stay with me. say yeah, Stay with me. Shohei Otani. <laughs> He's coming.
1: He's it probably coming.
3: is. Yeah. I don't um, doubt it. I um, mean the because the look the Angels don't they don't want. You know, old pro, old players. They want prospects, right? The, right. I I, I don't means- know if we have what I mean. Not, not we, but New York, the Yank, the Mets have what they need because what they need is is pitching. They need to develop pitching for the first time in their history. It feels like, but
5: right. But but, but they also- they will
3: take a, one or two top prospects in all of baseball, which the Mets certainly
5: have. Right, but they're also going to need someone that can handle Otani's contract. And there's really probably two teams that can, the Mets and the Dodgers, and that's a short list. So they're going to have to really deal with one of us, and we got some good prospects that they, they may not need, but we don't need them now anymore either because we got somebody at short, we got somebody at third, and we're ready to roll. We could we could take Otani, put him in pitching, and make him a DH, and we're set.
3: No, that's exactly what you would do. He doesn't he doesn't play the field. We talked about this uh, a few months ago. Appreciate you, Gary. Thanks for the call. Happy holidays. Otani doesn't play the field anymore. I think it's a handful of times he's been out in right field. You know, this past season, if at all, he's mostly he really just all, only a pitcher and a DH, and so that slots in kind of perfectly to what the the Mets need. I mean, they have all the position plays field. You, you have a
1: DH that's also, one of the better pitchers in baseball. You can't do better than that. No, he's he's incredible. Um, you know what's amazing? I just found this article on SNY. I guess they wrote it either the day or shortly uh, thereafter when, when the Mets signed Scherzer, right? Mm-hmm. And and I'm looking at, and the way they frame this, the the 10 biggest Mets free agent signings ever. Now, obviously, free agency didn't come to the 70s, Kurt Flood, blah, blah, blah. So even though they were born in 62, that you know, like the Yankees, they, that wasn't happening in the 60s. So it's it's a little limited here, and these aren't necessarily successful ones. It's just more monetary value. Look at this. This is incredible. This says so much about the Mets franchise and why so many things needed to change. Number 10, Jason Bay, horrendous sign. One of the worst of all time. Mm-hmm. Number nine, Galavin. All right, respect him. Yeah. And it he, and he wasn't horrible here, but... Met fans number one game five loss I guess that would have been oh, 06 to the Cardinals then he doesn't get an out against the Marlins back in 2007 all right uh Cespedes, which got him to a World Series but ended awful uh Curtis Granderson all right he had a couple of decent seasons but he wasn't yeah you know, he was, wasn't wasn't great uh Billy Wagner was a terrific signing Bonilla that you know we know all about that Pedro wasn't nearly the same guy Beltron was terrific Piazza was a trade, then a free agent signing, which was great. And now Scherzer. I mean, out of the ten biggest ones, monetary commitments, there's only three or four of those that really worked. Yeah, you think about that.
3: Well, I mean, it's a different era, so you can't. It's hard to. It's hard to look back on those and judge the money now that Stevie Cohen has in the in the Epler. Um, I don't want to call it like his history, but well, forget about Epler. Yeah, it's exactly exactly. So what is Epler talking? Because he's technically the one that gets uh, a deal. It I goes on you. his resume. You know what I mean? Gotcha. But but I hear you. You're absolutely right.
1: And yeah. by the way, it's like really. It's you know, I I know that Met fans are just beyond galvanized. But this is the way the Mets should have been acting forever. Maybe <laughs> not to this extent because this is just this is Looneyville with the money that Cohen's flushing out, which is insane. I mean, but for most of my lifetime i mean the mets operated like they were that had the ninth highest revenue stream in baseball
3: no but Crazy. i mean that was the will ponds i know being financially um i don't even know what to call it cheap yeah i mean that's we'll trying to run church running. it up they
1: threw around nickels like manhole covers <laughs> I mean, they were the cheap they were the worst they were
3: terrible <laughs> let's get mike who's Ugh. in linden mike what's up welcome they to the, love the dodgers
1: more than the mets <laughs> what's up mike hey what's going on guys uh I- I'm a huge
5: Met and Jet fan, so it's exciting to see uh, we're starting to come around a little bit. Mm-hmm. But uh, the, the one thing I was looking forward to, I mean, we didn't see him that much last year, but Beatty
4: was – I thought he could rake. I don't even know where you can play him now. Well, he he like a-
3: yeah, he's got a path to play in left field or play in the outfield. And he got hurt right away. I mean, he hit a home run his first um, – at, not his first game. First
1: game, second at bat.
3: Yeah, second at bat. Then he in went Atlanta. on. Then he went on an extended slump. Mm-hmm. Right, but I mean that happens. It was the mm-hmm. end of the season. It was a critical part of the of the year for the Mets as they were in a in a in a race for the division. So I, I understand how the pressure could have gotten to him a little bit. But now we're not going to find out. I mean, the crazy thing is, is it. Brett Beatty was sitting in prime position to win the third base job out of spring training. Right? I mean, obviously he may have been platooned a little bit with the, the, the pieces they had there. But now it's not, even, it's, it's not even on his radar ever as a Met. It's just crazy to think about. doesn't mean he's not part of their plans. But, you know, this, this system, this uh, farm system that we talk so much about with the Mets for most of last season is now kind of an afterthought.
1: Well, it's, it's stagnant. It's, it's not an afterthought because it will probably get the Motani, but it's stagnated in well, terms of their. I path mean, an to afterthought
3: as a part, as opposed as as it pertains to playing, mm-hmm. like being a part of 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 a winning, you know, team, a roster that's going to get you deep, and you're going to. I mean, we just had in our minds like this vision of. Francisco Alvarez. Alvarez could still do that, but Beatty and Vientos and these yep. guys, like, evolving into a great player and, you know, year four, they're cheap. Like, like we felt like all this was going to happen. Now it's just like, all right, can you play left field? If not, we're going to trade you for somebody else.
1: Let me give you a possible situation. Now, it wouldn't happen this year. And, yeah, I do think that the Mets are going all in on Otani. Uh, so, you know, Beatty very well might be out there with the Angels at some point. But, you know, it wouldn't stun me in the next... Let's now he'd have to show that he can hit enough to earn this spot, but I, I, I you know, in twenty twenty four ish, not that he's going to be in the minors until then. I'm not implying that at all. But can you see a situation maybe where Lindor bumps over to second, or or Correa moves over to sh- to second, and if Beatty rakes, he plays third. Yeah,
3: I mean, I just I find that hard. I think Francisco Lindor like loves. Being shortstop, Like <laughs> it just feels you know. You know, I, mean, they, I love a lot of things. I know, but you know, but you know that their, you, you know, know that kid. But he's also great at. No, it. he is. He's. he's, he's, he's so good. It's not he's, like
1: hey, he's he's a he's a plus shortstop. He's an elite. It's not like Jeter at the end where Jeter's metrics were awful.
3: Yeah, he is an elite shortstop, and you know the fact that Correa, who's signing this enormous deal, which is it's basically the same deal, isn't it? It's close to it. Maybe it's a little bit less on the AAV. No, it's definitely less on the AV. Um, but it's, I mean, they're making a ton of money. It's $300 million on $600 million on the left side of that infield. And, you know, you, you want to keep those guys happy. I don't, I can't see moving. I can't, I can't see. Francisco Lindor ever wanting to move. Hoff, what is this? The Giants, San Francisco, or is this? Yeah, the Giants from San Francisco released, finally
1: just put out a statement. Go ahead. Let's hear it. Uh, We're <laughs> screwed, period. <laughs> Pretty much. No, it says, while we are prohibited from disclosing confidential medical information, uh-huh. as Scott Boras stated publicly, there was a difference of opinion over the results of Carlos' physical examination. We wish Carlos the best. <laughs> Now, listen, that very well could the be them. discrepancy of opinion. Mm. Well, yeah. I mean, based on the long-term projection of whatever the MRI spits back at you or the x-ray machine, I mean, listen, it very well might be a thing where he's obviously cleared to play baseball, but the Giants, and Tiki brought this up before, maybe the Giants just had a, you know, a reevaluation where they're like, all right, we're not going to win anyway in the next two or three years with the Dodgers and the Padres messing around with these payrolls, so let's maybe punt on Correa, pretend, oh, no, Seriously, pretend that we're no longer enamored or believe the medical charts, and we can kind of, you know, whatever. We'll just punt for a couple of years. Yeah, Very but, possible. What are you eating? A bagel over uh, there? A cough drop. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry but is odd. it cherry
0: flavored? No, it's
1: actually, it's, it's like menthol. My uh, my throat's a little <laughs> nice a little You got to go call the St. John's game tonight. <laughs> Going down to Villanova with my boy Mink. Johnny's in the Wildcats tonight. Loving it. Let's go, Johnny's.
0: Love it. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.